What are the magic words you say to close the deal? I've got the answer for you today on this episode of the Dave Lorenzo Daily. Hi, my name is Dave Lorenzo, and we're here every day with a great new sales tip at 5 p.m. 5 p.m. on the YouTube channel. Be sure and join us, become a member of our community, hit the subscribe button, ring the little bell, give us a thumbs up if you like the content, and let us know what you're thinking down in the comments. All right, well, today we're talking about the magic words to close the deal. And this is the number one question I get. Dave, what do I say to close the deal? What are the magic words I can use to get the prospect to do business with me? Keep in mind that we focus on relationship-based sales. It's not just consultative sales. It's the next step beyond that. It's relationship-based sales. So when you're meeting with a prospect, you know them, they know you, they like you, they trust you already. So... It's just a matter of finding a way to deliver value to them in exchange for compensation. That's what closing a deal is, finding a way to deliver value in exchange for compensation. So what do you say to close the deal? I'm going to give you a progression of questions and statements that you can use to get the buyer to say, yes, let's do it, or no, I'm never going to work with you. That's all you're looking for. You've done all the work up front. You've helped them. You've delivered value to them already. Maybe you referred them somebody or you helped them out of a jam. And now you're at a point where you know they have a problem you can solve. You know they have money. You know they have the ability to make a decision. So you're sitting there with the prospect and you say to the prospect, so Mr. Smith, listen, you told me that you've been having problems with your copier for a year and a half now. And this copier has really been bothering you. You've got another year and a half left on your lease, but you just can't handle all the overages you're paying from the extra copies that your team makes. I'd like to help you. Would you like some help with that? At that point, Mr. Smith's going to say, well, how can you help me, Dave? Or what can you do for me, Dave? And then you can tell him what you can do for him. If he responds to that, with a lukewarm, wishy-washy statement, you can say to him, listen, you and I both know that I have the solution to this problem for you. And we talked about your budget. It's within your budget. I've just got one more question for you. Why aren't we working together? And he's going to tell you then. And he's going to either tell you he doesn't have the money or he doesn't trust you or he just doesn't think the timing is right but you've already thwarted all those objections because you've qualified him ahead of time. So it's more than likely that he'll say, you know what, I don't know why we're not working together. He'll say, I'm just not not sure. I'm just not sure we need a second copier. At that point, I want you to say, give it a try. That's it. It's that simple. You're using plain language. Give it a try. And he's going to say, well, what would that look like? And you can say, well, I'll put it in for 90 days. Here are the terms. You pay me on a monthly basis. If after 90 days you're not happy, we'll take it back. Give it a try. I sold a $12 million consulting engagement by looking at the CEO and saying, give it a try. Let us come in and do a study on a small group. The study on the small group will be $150,000. We'll present the results to you. The results will be actionable. The return on investment will be 10 times that. And if it works for you, then you can do the bigger study. Your board will be happy. They'll see the return on investment. Just give it a try. 
I said that to the CEO and the CEO said, of course, let's go, let's do it. So in the case of selling a copier, you say, listen, give it a try, 90 days, it's gonna be $300 a month, give it a try. If after the 90 days you're not happy, I'll take it out. If you get to the third point, give it a try, and they still don't agree, or they still say no, you just throw your hands up and you say, one last thing, would you work with me if it was free? If it was free, would you work with me? If they say no, then you say, okay, then it must be something about me. You don't trust me. If they say, well, if it was free, I would work with you. Sure, you say, okay, here's what the return on investment is going to be. And you demonstrate the return on investment again, and you show them that the return on investment is so great, it will be free. If you can, you can even defer the first month's payment and say, listen, for the first month, you don't have to pay me anything, get the process up and running, and then in the second month you pay me, and at the end you pay me two payments to make up for the first month. But by then you'll get so much money back, the return on investment will be so great that you won't care. Now, I don't know what you sell. If you sell a product, you might not be able to do that. But if you sell a service, you can go the first month by deferring payment until the end of your contract so that you can demonstrate a return on investment. Would you work with me if it is free is a huge statement, but they think you're taking a risk, but you're really not. You believe in the product or service that you're selling. You show them the return on investment they're going to receive. And if you can, you defer the first month's payment so that they can feel good about moving forward and they'll see the return on investment right away. Now, what do you do if you use the, would you work with me if it's free, and your return on investment is not going to be realized maybe for six months or a year? And that happens with me in consulting all the time. I say to somebody, would you work with me if it was free? And they look at me and they go, well, if it was free, yeah, I would work with you. And then I say to them, oh, okay, fine. So there's a price point between free and the number you told me you had in your budget that you would be comfortable with. We just haven't found it yet. And then you work back and forth until you get a price point that you can live with, or maybe you can't live with it. Adding and removing value to negotiate back and forth. After you get to, would you work with me if it was free, and you still don't have a deal? If you're at the point where you just can't get them to agree on anything, you look at them and say, we talked about this at length already. You need help. I can help you. We're not working together. We've known each other for a long time. I asked you to give it a try. I asked you if it was free, would you work with me? You still said no. Let's just agree to be friends. Can we agree? Let's just agree to be friends. And you extend your hand and you shake hands. And they say, sure, we can agree to be friends. And then you say to them, well, as your friend, I'd like to give you a little advice. You need to solve this problem. And when you're ready to solve the problem, I want you to call your friend. Call your friend Dave, because I'll be here for you. I'll always be by your side, and I'm ready to help you when you're ready to make a decision. At that point, you walk away, and I've seen this work a million times. They feel like the pressure is off after you say that, and then they say, well, you know, there is one thing you could do, and if you could do this, we probably could get a deal done. Or they say, Wow, thanks so much. You made me feel much better about this whole thing. And then you're talking and you find out that there's one point that they were uncomfortable about and now they've let their guard down and they share it with you because you're just friends and then you can go back, adjust that point and make a deal. So to recap, the first point, 
Would you like some help with that? They say yes. You make the offer. Deal's done. Would you like some help with that? They're hemming and hawing. They're not really sure. You look at them and you go, well, why aren't we working together? I know you you trust me and I think you like me. I like you. We talked about your budget and your budget works. You got a problem. I can solve the problem. You know I can solve the problem. Why aren't we working together? They still are uncomfortable. You, again, restate the value, restate that you have the solution, and you say, give it a try. And you come up with a short-term way for them to give it a try so that they can really kick the tires. And once you get your product in there, once the service starts, there's a high likelihood they're going to keep you. Then the fourth point is, would you work with me if it was free? You find a way to maybe defer the first month's payment or show them an even greater return on investment and convince them that the return on investment is so great that they should be working with you. And then finally, nothing works. You say, let's just agree to be friends. And then your two friends talking, they let their guard down. Maybe they share the deal point that was holding things up and you can find a way to work together. This is my closing progression. It's the one I teach to all my clients all the time, and it comes at the end of the relationship development process. There's a whole host of things you should have done before you get to this point, but if you're looking for magic words to close the deal, this progression, this closing progression in relationship sales works like magic. It's gold. You have to be at the right point in your relationship with the prospect, but if you are, 60 seconds, and you'll get a deal. My name is Dave Lorenzo. I'm here every day. Until tomorrow, here's hoping you do this and sell more.